Jai Jinendra. Let's start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam Om Namo Sitanam Om Namo Ayadiyanam Om Namo Gachayanam Tamaluve Savasahunam Eso Panchanamo Karo Sava Pavapanasano Mangalalancha Savasim Paramam Have Mangalam Paramam Have Mangalam Happy New Year. Has anybody made any New Year's resolutions? Okay, that's okay. I found a list of the top 10 resolutions that people have. So chances are these are going to be some of yours or you are interested in pursuing these goals. So I thought we could do a thought exercise of how we would try to incorporate these goals into our life. And even if these are not your goals, it's still going to be helpful for you because we can identify with this thought exercise what the obstacles are to achieving your own goals. And you won't be surprised to learn that they're surprisingly the same across all the goals. Okay. So these are the top 10 resolutions that people have. So number 10, read more. So in my life, if I had this goal, what would I do? I would probably see if I could get to bed a half hour early to read before sleeping, and I could read a half hour every day. And if I read a half hour every day, I think um, that would accomplish this goal. Um, so what are the obstacles for this goal? Starting that half hour early. Right. And what's going to get in your way of making that extra time? Watching TV. Right. So your leisure. Laziness. Okay. Your laziness. That's very good. Also, I think the big ones are going to be your family and your work, right? Because we feel... We can probably get over television and laziness. We can probably do that. But it's very seductive to think we're doing great work by sacrificing our time for our family and for our work, right? Because, oh, I spend more time with the kids. Who's going to criticize me? Nobody's going to criticize me for spending an extra half hour a day with your kids. But guess what? I'm going to criticize you because you are allowed one hour a day to work towards your personal goals. And if you don't, I will criticize you no matter what you do. You could be giving to charity. You could be donating to the Jane Center. You could be spending time with your family and your kids. But I'm still going to criticize you because I hold you to a higher standard than anybody else in the whole world. If you need permission, I give you permission to spend one hour a day working on your personal goals. And if your family or your work has a problem with that, you have a deeper issue you have to address. If your wife is resentful for you for taking time for yourself, tell her that she can take time for herself and she deserves one hour a day to work on her personal goals. And why not have that be the same hour, right? If your children are upset with you because you lock the door and, and you need to work on your meditation or your reading, have your child tell your children you deserve one hour a day to work on your own goals, okay? 
So there is a much deeper problem if you cannot find an hour a day to work on your personal goals. And if you need permission, I give you permission. Number nine, travel more. Okay, so from my point of view, travel is expensive. So I thought that the number one obstacle to this goal would be getting more money, right? But I don't think that after I gave it a little bit of thought, I don't think that that's the actual real reason people have this. Many millions of people have this as a goal. What do you think the obstacles are to traveling more? I'd say schedule, trying to find a destination. Right. Okay. So deciding where to go and uh, making the time for it. Any other obstacles that people have that to traveling more? If somebody wants to travel more, what's getting in the way of him or her doing that? Well, I think Chintan mentioned it. It's scheduling in the sense that it's not easy for people to just take off from work, uh, schools for the kids. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many uh, other calendars you have to kind of... <laughs> Uh, make sure you 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 take care of. So I, I think the other commitments that you have just don't allow you to. Right. I think that we are scared to take off of work. And that's for a couple of different reasons. Uh, first, we feel like a big responsibility. We might be letting other people down if we take our time off. But guess what? Same answer. You're allowed to take a vacation. Okay. I'm giving you permission to take a vacation if you need it. Okay. You're allowed not to check your email when you get home. You're allowed not to take a work call when you get home. I think people feel tied down by their job and they feel like they can't take a break or they don't deserve a break. But I think there's another obstacle too. Obviously, all obstacles are different. Thanks to everybody who just joined. We're talking about how to get rid of the obstacles in our way. And we're going through people's top 10 New Year's resolution as a thought exercise. As far as number nine, travel more. I think people want to have, I think what's stopping people from traveling more is getting away from their comfortable life that they set up for themselves. Because when you travel more, um, you have to get out of your comfort zone, right? You have to eat new things and they could be possibly bad food. You have to sleep in a new bed and that's going to be uh, possibly uncomfortable for you, right? It's so funny, like, Whenever we get into one place, we kind of rearrange everything in our life to make us the maximum amount of comfortable possible. And people wonder why they don't feel apprehensive about traveling, right? Yeah, it's a pain. It's a pain to like try to learn a new language or get by with whatever broken Spanish you can speak, uh, meet new people, getting that's getting out of your comfort zone, eating new food, getting lost. It's It's all a pain, but that's where growth happens, right? There's no growth without pain, unfortunately. So uh, I think that uh, Jainism has a lot to teach us about here. I think it's it's pretty obvious about doing thup and getting out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> so number eight, the we're talking about our the top 10 New Year's resolutions that people have, and we're doing a thought exercise of, well, if we apply it to our life, we'll see that all the obstacles are the same. So even if you don't have these goals, it's useful to do this. Number eight, 
spend more time with family and friends. What do you think is the obstacle that people have that they want to spend time with family and friends, but they somehow don't do it? Well, when you have uh, kids that are older, like mine are, they don't want to spend time with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, we want to spend time, but they, they have other uh, things they want to do. <laughs> right, right. So it's that, it's kind of that reciprocation that's hard part, right? When we pick up the phone, sometimes we feel like, um, well, I'm bothering that person or they don't want to spend time with me. Um and it's an effort to make an organized event, right? Even if you call somebody over for dinner, you have to plan the menu, you have to think about this, you have to think about what they like to eat. Or if you're trying to organize even something more fancier, uh, you have to set the get the place, you have to tell everybody the directions, you have to figure out a time, you have to not offend anybody who might not be invited. It's an effort, okay? And it's an obstacle. And a lot of times we feel like, well, I'm making all this effort. Doesn't that person also have to make an effort? We feel like um, even if we make an effort to organize, it will go unappreciated and that person make a, won't make a return effort. And often that's true. But we have to remember, um, first of all, it's deeply ingrained in human nature to keep track of favors, okay? And it has to do with when human beings lived in caves and people brought food, and we kept a mental ledger of that and we get return the favor like that. So it's deeply ingrained. But what you should remember is that you're not a human. You have to fight human nature because you're not a human, you're a soul, okay? You're a soul trapped in a human body, which includes a human brain, which we call human nature. And that makes you don't want to include people in your party that don't include you because that's human nature. But there's a benefit to organizing time with family and friends, even if that same friend doesn't ever pick up the phone and call you. Even if that same family member doesn't ever organize something at their house. There's a benefit to you. There's a tangible benefit, even though you don't receive the quo and the quid pro quo. So questions or comments about any of that? We said, we're going through the top 10. Number 10, read more. Number nine, travel more. Number eight, spend more time with family and friends. Hey, Tim, you mentioned there is a benefit. What is the benefit on the last point, on number eight? The benefit is that you... Um, let me think. What is the benefit? The benefit is that you increase the social connectivity between you and your friends and you and your family. And when you increase that so that connectivity, you gain mental benefits, you gain health benefits, and if you're ever in trouble, you have a support system to fall back on. Tim, if I may may add to that, I think it's it's been proven mainly after COVID that you know human being, and this is majority of us. Obviously, there are exceptions, but it's a it's a social animal, and. And we do need social life. As we have seen post-COVID, people were itching to to travel and see family and friends. So 
I, I think that's just a test testimonial for me that it, it is a, a good thing to socialize and have uh, have family and friends around. Right. So number seven, quit smoking or drinking. So what are the obstacles here? They might be pretty obvious, but even though it's obvious, we have to name them. What are the obstacles that people have with quitting smoking and drinking? Willpower. Right. So the obstacle is people are addicted, right? They're addicted physically in the case of nicotine sometimes, and they're addicted mentally. Sometimes they're addicted to the social aspect of smoking, very definitely the social aspect of drinking and the way it makes them feel. Um, so this more so more so than the other ones, um, all, obviously all of this is a lot of mental stuff, but this is like almost purely a mental battle with you, uh, with you and your mind. Um, and remember, the you are not your mind. You have the you have the appearance. The mind has the appearance of being yourself, but the mind is not yourself. You're a soul trapped in your human body, and that human um, the mind is part of the human body. Um, and so, of course, we, we've talked about um, identifying as being a smoker, identifying as being a drinker, and it helps if you identify with another part of your life and you slowly not make those part of your life. Number six, save more money, spend less money. So now if you're a person that wants to save more and spend less, what are the obstacles in your way? Capitalistic market. Capitalistic market. So sure. So a very broad idea that this whole economy is designed to part you from your dollars and marketing is a big problem part of that, and we're bombarded by marketing everywhere we go. Yes, Paresh. Uh, I'll defend capitalism always. So uh, it's easy to make capitalism scapegoat, right? It's a human behavior. It's You have a choice. Nobody's forcing you to spend money on, on, a, on a Mercedes versus a, a Acura versus a Toyota versus a Honda. I mean, I, I, I find that uh, a convenience scapegoat. Now, not to pick on me. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying is in general, when you have choices, you make the choices. You can't blame others for making the choices that you are making. Boris, I have a question for you. Do you yeah. believe predatory lending is a crime? It is. Okay. It is a crime. And it is. And, and we have uh, laws uh, that prevent that. And even if there are no, even if there are no such laws, we should enact laws that uh, that discourage and punish predatory uh, uh, lending, as you said. Okay. Do you believe predatory marketing exists? It does. Do you believe that should be a crime? Uh, no. I look. You're. We are now going into an area where uh, any kind of marketing could be termed predatory. If, 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 if Coca-Cola is advertising a zero Coke or if McDonald's is advertising a new hamburger, 
that could be termed predatory, right? If these are not these are not something that you need, or these are not something that you know you can definitely do without them. So I, I think the definition of what is predatory is going to be very subjective. It depends on uh, on a person to person basis. If you think it is predatory, avoid it. That's right. You hit the nail right on the head there. The word predatory is subjective for different people because different people have different amounts of willpower. So if predatory lending is a crime, then there could be such a thing as predatory marketing. Because different people have different uh, amounts of willpower. But we can only have one law. We can't have a law that is subjective to individual, right? Sure. Yeah, that's a big problem. So coming back to saving more and spending less, we thought that one of the obstacles is going to be marketing or willpower. So maybe we increase our willpower and we decrease our exposure to marketing if we find that that is a problem in our life. That's how to overcome this obstacle, right? That's how to spend less. I mean, you don't have to have an iPhone, uh, you don't have to be on Facebook, you don't have to be on WhatsApp, you don't have to be on Google. Uh, you, you, you can cut off cable, you can cut off even streaming, you can, you can control a lot of things actually. I think that's a great point. What other obstacles are there for us to be saving or spending less or saving more? You know, I think one of the big ones is information. I think that the most people don't know their inflows and outflows. And if they wrote them down, that would be an eye opener. Just like there is a benefit to just writing down everything you eat, regardless of whether you act on it or not, because you'd be surprised how much you eat in a day, especially if you're doing snacking. I think you'd be surprised if you took a look at how much you spend because we have different avenues of outflows, right? We have credit card, we have check and we have cash. And so it's not all in one place. So I think if, I think one of the obstacles is simply an information obstacle. And this is where our smart goals can come into play, right? Our goals have to be specific, measurable, achievable, resource and time bound. Um, we can measure inflows and outflows to look at, for anything that can be cut and to make lifestyle changes, to save more and um, spend less. Um, and so, so if we do our abstraction process and um, try to apply it to our lives and the goals in our life, this, I think, I think that's the big one, unless anybody has something else. I think this is an information problem. So like quitting smoking or drinking is not an information problem. Everybody knows that's bad. It's a mental obstacle. This one, I think, is an information obstacle. Of course, there is such a thing as shopping addiction and people are addicted to like the ease and convenience of Amazon and things like that. Um, I don't think that's most people. I think people just don't know how much they're spending. Um, and that's uh, this is primarily primarily an information. So think about the goals that you have where the obstacles are primarily information. And it helps just to write things down and take, you can, 
once you have the that stuff in mind, then you can take action to better your life, even if these aren't your goals. All right, so number five, live. Yes. Go ahead, Bobby. I'm here. No, no, I, go ahead. I, I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Bobby. Okay. Uh, so, this information piece that what you talk about, and it's, it's, I absolutely agree with that. Um, a few years ago, you know, I grew up with my, looking at my mom writing every single expenses out, you know, uh, having one income and in and out. So it's very, very clear, you know, where the things goes. Well, moving over here, things get a little complicated, right? We started with that, but now you have online transactions, you have auto deposit, auto withdrawal, these and that's very, very uh, difficult to just keep up with just writing only expenses. So number one, you do need to focus on your income, uh, like uh, yeah, let's see. So so um, you know, saving more, you can actually focus on maybe income also. Uh, but once that remains as a fixed income, then visibility of your expenses becomes trickier. Writing down is one thing, but what I found throughout the years, last ten years, I've been doing these things. You know, use different different tools, and it's all evolved. Uh, right from the Mint to Quicken to QuickBooks to this and that, right? Um, for for last few years now, and most of you may have already done this one too, but uh, if you have an Excel and if you have Office 365, this is a completely free. It's a Microsoft product. It's a money. That money used to be a separate tool or, or different uh, software, but this is an add-on for Excel that if you can... Download it for free. You link it. It has um, the facility that you can link your uh, bank's account, your credit cards, any kind of loans you have. Everything is linked under one umbrella, uh, completely safe, completely protected, and it automatically syncs for you. You can create budgets out of it, and it makes your life much easier without going through too much trouble of writing it down. So. I would recommend if you guys uh, want to try it out, just look at it, um, just to just to overcome this information issue. The next piece comes is analyzing it. <laughs> information you get it, but now how you're going to analyze it? So that piece comes the next step. But at least if you have everything in one one place, you should be able to analyze it fairly quickly. Yes, Parish. Uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think. Uh, Pavin uh, raised a really good point about analyzing it. I also think, um, and I, I, you know, I, I deal with individual investors uh, on a daily basis, and what I've found is uh, a lot of them have the desire to save, but it's just hard because they they lack discipline. Uh, you you got to make the effort to get the savings somewhere. You've got to cut somewhere. You've got to budget your your uh, income if you if you really are on a tight budget. Uh, I mean, most of us are. I mean, uh, we we all you know have we are all working professionals. Uh, well, I I have my own business, but I'm saying before that I had a uh, I was I was a professional. I I, I know exactly what. What working professionals go through, so it's hard uh, because 
there are so many other demands on on a on a family. You know, travel, as you mentioned, kids. Uh, you know, as they grow up, their demands grow more and more. So it's it's just a disciplined thing. Uh, uh, I think it, once you kind of set that goal, set the discipline. I mean, it, it is achievable, but it is hard. Yes, me here. I think Pori stole my part of maybe he he sent me that wave here, but I, I would say in a simple terms, spending is easy, and saving is is difficult for all the reason we discussed. In addition to one thing is, you know, uh, the the guys like Parish, uh, I think he should Parish should be popping up here because I, I think once you save money, it, people also struggle on how to grow that money. Because sometimes it's it's challenging. I mean, there's so many options, so many things out there. We talked about children's fund in past and things like that. So I, I just say that spending is easy. Like, you know, you can justify spending on gifts and such just because it's a feel-good thing and it's easy thing to do versus savings is, is more challenging. Other questions or comments about the obstacles we have to spend less and save more? I don't have a question, but uh, it will be nice to have a session in future, uh, both on the tools as well as uh, general analyzing and just to hear some investing ideas, comments uh, from our fellow friends here. It will be cool. Sure. I think uh, Porish did a class last time, but it's time for a refresher. That was maybe a year or two ago now, so maybe it'd be time for a refresher if he's up for it. Yeah, I, I would be happy to do so. Uh, in fact, uh, I'd love to do it. Great. Just let me know what week works for you and we'll get it set up. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks. Number five out of the people's top 10 resolutions, live life to the fullest. What does that mean? And what are the obstacles in the way of us living life to the fullest? Spend more. (laughs) I think that people don't enjoy things. Have you ever had this thing where you did something that you used to enjoy, but it doesn't give you joy anymore. I think that as we get older, uh, a lot of people start to experience that. And um, how can we find, how can we get that joy back in our life? What are the obstacles preventing us from enjoying things? I'll tell you the big one. The obstacle to prevent you from enjoying things is distraction. We are perpetually distracted and that distractedness enslaves us. And it's all that stuff we've been talking about, all that mindfulness stuff, all that meditation stuff, learning how to live in the present moment and learning to avoid distractions like your phone. If you, I think that if you try to not be distracted by the future, not be distracted by the past, learn to live in the present moment, you'll get that joy back in your life. And it's hard because we have to worry about, I have, like right now, I'm worrying about what my kids are going to have for lunch. I'm worrying about how they're going to fill their day until their school tomorrow. 
I am, my mind is in the future. It's not enjoying me being here talking with you guys, with the people that I like. And if I was somehow able to block that distraction from my mind, guess what? There are a million other things that could be distracting me right now. And that's distracting you right now. Yes, Paresh. Uh, you you brought the point that I was actually going to bring up uh, kids uh, and uh, it's not just I mean your kids are, are young so you worry about their food but uh, mine are a lot older so I worry about other things uh, you know whether you know they are they're they're on a path that's you know they're, they're going to be successful or not or all that stuff and it's they're not around. I mean, both my college, both my kids are, are, are out, so they're not around. I I just still worry about it, and I don't think it's a physical distraction. It's just a mental distraction, and I I, I don't have an answer for it. I wanted to ask the group that the same question. How 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 would you how would y'all think about it? Yes, Bobin. Um, I don't have the answer for it, sorry, but I just had the comments on my side. But uh, over, the, over the years, I think the, 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 I had noted the two types of things that makes people happy. Uh, some people don't like to be surprised. And some people really enjoy surprising, you know, oh, what's for the lunch today? Oh, wow, that's great. I didn't know about it. Or I need to know what's for lunch, then I'll be feeling good about it, right? So, so you have to kind of counter that, which type of person you are. And other factor is typically, you know, it's like a wow effect that human nature goes through. You go to the first time, you have a trip lined up, something new, something you've never done it. And you go and fly in Switzerland and go to Europe and this and that. You feel great about it. Uh, go to the cruise, you feel great about it. But you, once you come back within a week, you ask, do you want to go back to cruise? Probably you'll say, um, no, I'm not ready yet. So you have to take some time gap in order to do that thing um, again. So depending on what you do, what depending on how you uh, are as a personality, probably makes and uh, makes you feel more or or live your life like yeah fully. That what we are talking about. You may have to kind of deep dive into that aspect of the personality as well. Right. So I have an answer for Paresh in that, sure, um, in addition to kids learning how to let go, one of the process that parents have to learn is to learn how to let go. And of course, you're going to be worried about your kids. Your worries are much greater than mine. You're going to be worried if your kid gets in a car accident, what are they going to do? They're at college, you're here, things like that. Um, I would answer that. Remember, not only are you a soul trapped in a human body, your kid is a soul trapped in a human body and their soul is probably just as old as you are, right? And certainly um, they are going to be responsible for their own actions and they will bear the fruits of their own karma. And so if you want a way to help to learn to let go of that, which is, you know, which is something we all have to deal with, um, then rely on Jainism and Jainism won't let you down because your kids will bear the fruit of their own karma. Your soul will bear the fruit of its own karma. And we do the best we can, but ultimately, each one of us is an individual soul. 
And also, I had something else to uh, talk about. Uh, I'm certain that um, I've spent, we talk about kids a lot here because this is dad's class. And uh, we talk about the struggles we go through. And my kids might see this one day, hear this one day and say, wow, I'm complaining about my kids a lot to other people. But I just wanted to say, in case they're listening, to my kids, Aria and Layla, I love you very much. Obviously, we, I'm not going to just be complaining about you this whole podcast that we put on the internet. Um, so that's that. Questions or comments about how to live life to the fullest and answers to Parrish's question about how to not be distracted at um, the things that our kids are going through or could possibly go through. Obviously, one of the things is we teach them as best we can and they have to rely on themselves at some point. Um, but any other answers to Parrish's question? I have a comment in it. So I think you described really well on the Jainism fundamentals, but one thing I, I would say to simplify a little bit on my own front, uh, most of the time I'm not able to enjoy anything fully is my own expectation uh, on any of the front. Um, expectation is one word for me. And the other one is like, I, I want it, you know, for everything, I want the best possible reward for my investment, whatever it is, time, money, and and I'm always searching for, and there's always, you know, you can always second guess and say, okay, there is another best thing out there. So those are two things I, I feel like sometimes comes in my way of enjoying the present uh, is, you know, could I optimize it further? Uh, you know, what was my expectation from, you know, whoever it is, kids, family members and such things like that. Uh, I'll give you an example with the, the current trip to India. We were we made a pretty late decision. But the, the decision point was that, okay, so what if we have to quarantine for seven days? We won't have the others, you know, two weeks to enjoy after that. And that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I wanted, the part of me wanted that one week as well. And it was very difficult to make the decision because of that, greediness of one more week so sometimes it's like you know if we accept that okay it's better anyway uh we don't have to try for the entire cake even a piece is is going to be enough just to enjoy it um uh, at least that's that word for me to enjoy the the present or the uh, enjoy it fully you're absolutely right. That expectation colors our ability to process what's going on in the present moment. And that is closely tied to what Bhavan has to say about some people really liking surprises and some people not because of their expectations. So if you, if somebody just presented you with some awesome thing, you would be very happy because you had no expectations about it. But when you plan something and it goes according to plan, guess what? It was supposed to go according to plan anyway, because you planned it. So you, you basically stripped away your own happiness of that thing that you planned. And um, as far as the second part, that's certainly true, too. You're what we call a min-maxer of efficiency, right? You want to wring every last drop of uh, happiness out of your travel schedule, you know. You want to wring every last drop of money out of that stone, you know. Um, and that is going to definitely get in the way of your happiness and it's going to 
um, it, it's going to trouble you all your life. Yes, Chintan. Well, we kind of covered it and in the conversations as well. But uh, the point I was going to make is uh, it's more like rather than expectation, it's the acceptance of the situation and asking the question, so what? Uh, even little things, distractions, you, you just internally play it in your mind. So what that this happened? You'll automatically, even internally, you'll see a smile. Uh, maybe you'll smile uh, explicitly. And then slowly you'll start accepting the situation more. And that'll also help you not be more irate or angry towards the situation or towards your own self. Absolutely. So number three on people's top 10 list of New Year's resolution. Get organized. What does that mean? To get organized. That means uh, you accept you were disorganized earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Is it organize your life? Organize your desk? Organize your house? Well, I'll cut to the chase here. It's organize your mind, right? A disorganized life is the product of a disorganized mind, right? So people want to try to add some stability and rigidity to their life and their way of thinking. And hopefully that will manifest in a clean house and an empty e email inbox and no voicemails on your phone that you have to respond to. But it's very hard because... It seems like a great correlation, but it's not a great correlation. We know that the emails are never going to stop. So I should not check my emails at when I get home because I know I'm never going to get to the bottom of that. It's going to be a constant to-do list, right? So I should enjoy my time at home when I'm at home. And the ability to be organized is also uh, one of the obstacles is that is one of the ones we talked about earlier, setting our time boundaries, right? Um, being able to say no to different things, to work on ourselves and to work on organizing our mind and organizing our life. And it could be as simple as, you know, getting a file cabinet and putting the different papers in the different part of the file cabinet. Um, so yeah, so organizing your life. Any other obstacles to getting organized? This is the number three resolution. That means millions and maybe a billion people don't have their life organized enough to the, what they want and what is stopping them from organizing their life. So I, I think this was uh, something that I pondered a lot during the, what you said on the organizing the mind. But if I have to connect the dots here, at least in my way, it's you need to know what you want to do in your life to organize your mind. Or let me put it this way. If I connect it to saying that what I wanted ultimately in this life, if I have that clear, then it makes it easy to organize things in mind. Does that make sense to anyone? Absolutely. One of the hardest problems is to know what you want. Once you know what you want, getting there becomes easier and breaking it down into small steps becomes easier. But it's very hard to know what you want. But guess what? I know what you want. 
You want to reduce the amount of karma you have while you're in human form. Life is a brief opportunity to do as much nirjara as possible. And everything else is a distraction. Everything we talked about is a distraction. Reading more, traveling more, more time, family, friends, quit smoking, money, enjoyment, skill, hobby, all distractions. Okay? Life is a brief opportunity to do as much nirjara as possible. And once you understand that, you're going to crack open the book during the week. Guarantee it. Well, Timur, let me, I, you described it really well. But honestly, the goals that we'll come up with or the mindset we'll come up with will be very uh, unlikely is going to lead to that only thing that we talked about. Honestly, if that was the only goal I had, I would have taken Diksha. Which goal prevented you from taking Diksha? Which other goal, besides from that one? Yeah, if that was the only goal we all have, we would all take Diksha. And we all know that that's the right answer. All of us know it, okay? Very few of us are going to act on it, right? We just have to do what we can to serve these multiple masters when we should only have the one master. Exactly. That, that's my point. I mean, it's the multiple master thing. That's, that's the thing. Like, you know, we want the financially. Now, if I talk about it, if I were to organize, you know, I want myself to be doing the, the most out of my time financially, family standpoint. I want my kids to be, you know, well uh, educated and especially for doing the best in their life, which is obviously financially, that's one aspect, socially, and so on and so forth. Those are the goals that actually we end up focusing on uh, versus what you just described. That's that's the problem, I think, uh, or the dilemma that I struggle with uh, to get organized. Sure, Mihir, you want it all, but... The way to get it all is to realize that all the other things are nothing at all. Yes, Parish. Um, on a, I mean, on a, on a related uh, uh, issue, uh, yeah, you know, we would take Diksha if we knew the, 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 the larger goal at the beginning, right? Like so many things, we learn about life as we go along, right? If, you know, I'll give, I'll just use my example. I mean, I, even though I was born in a Jain family, I was raised uh, with Jainism principles. I really haven't, I didn't, I, I didn't appreciate Jainism till much later in my life. And so by the time you, you know, you realize you know, you come so far along, right? It's hard to change what has occurred already. So if I, I mean, I have family, I have responsibility, I have kids now. I mean, I've, even if I wanted to take Diksha, I mean, what, how is how 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 is that possible? Uh, you could just you just leave them uh, and just do what you think is right. And I, I don't mean to actually pick on just just the diksha part. I, I let's I, I'll put it this way, you know. If I if I had a if I had a choice, maybe twenty years ago I would have gone into medicine, knowing what I know 
about the earning potential of being in medicine or become a lawyer, uh, you know, knowing about the tremendous upside that lawyers can get. What I'm saying is there are there are so many so many things you could you could second guess or you know like Monday morning quarterbacking, right? If I knew better, I would do it. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. I mean, we learn as we go, and we have to take decisions. That's just my observation on, on, on that. Certainly, Parish. We all make the best decision with the information we have at the time. But number one, it's not too late. Okay, what you're extremely young. And if you devote your life to Nirjara right now, it doesn't have to be taking Diksha. If you devote your life to Nirjara right now, you'll do a hundred times more than, if not a thousand times more than what anybody else is capable of doing if they had started earlier. Okay? It's not too late. Second, don't let the past control your future. Certainly what you described about closing doors is real. You may have less of an opportunity to become a doctor, but we all know people who've made career changes late in life or who've made career changes extremely late in life, not because they wanted a 30-year career as a doctor, they just wanted to do it. So don't let your past control your future. We all make the best decisions right now with the information we have right now. And if one of those decisions happened to be wrong, don't let that influence the decision you make now, right now, because you have better information. Yes, Bhavan had some thoughts about um, an organized desk. Oh, I just put that in the quotes. That's, uh, it, people have sometimes uh, take it differently. Organized doesn't mean the clean and empty stuff. You know, organized means you are really organized. Right. And I just put the quote for Albert Einstein on the on the text on that. Yes. If a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind, of what then is an empty desk a sign? Obviously an empty mind. <laughs> Questions or comments about um, getting organized? Uh, I just have one comment um, on, the, on the point that Paresh raised. I, I believe, I think we have talked about this in the past, most of the time us or our children are product of what people around were uh, thinking of us, whether we become a doctor, lawyer, engineer, CPA, whatever it is. And uh, it's, it's usually around that. And honestly, even if we think ourselves that, okay, maybe that was a path or should have been a path, is that what we are creating for the generations coming up? So that, that's a comment. Uh, and to add to that, I just met uh, somebody in my India trip who was who have been here to Houston, who have been in Saudi, uh, chemical engineer, VP in Reliance, and he took Diksha at the age of sixty plus. And I met him, and you know, it sounded it was very, it was very rewarding for him. It's not too late. It's never too late. It's not too late. It's never too late at any point. seven years, eight years ago. So I, I'm doing what I really want to do. So 
that you know you're, you you are looking at somebody who actually is practicing that but my point was um, you can't go back and change things right so what you what you uh, the, the the diksha point was if if we knew if we knew this was our end goal we would obviously you know we should obviously do that but there are so many constraints today today and you mentioned information what we have today there are so many constraints today we can't do it but you know now you didn't know then so i excuse right. you from not taking diksha then but you know now right but we don't we didn't know that taking diksha would, was better then as i said you as you progress in life you learn more things and if today is the realization that oh diksha would be the way to go you just can't i mean i the 60 year old example that me gave of a person taking it that's fantastic that person had the uh well the courage and the flexibility to do it but i don't think a lot of us would have that flexibility and, and courage to do it that's all the point is all i'm trying to Certainly, I agree. Uh, a lot of us, and you're looking at it right now, right? Why am I have not have I not taken diksha? Because I don't have the courage or the flexibility to do it. Um, but what you described as um, making a decision in the past, and then, well, you live your life, and now you know better, but you can't reverse that decision. Certainly, you can reverse that decision. You can break out of the chains of the last twenty years and make the correct decision now. If you realized it, it was the correct decision then. Uh, number two, uh, the number two resolution um, of everybody has is lose weight. We've talked about this a bunch. Uh, we've talked about this probably to death um, about how to lose weight. Obviously, it's a battle with the mind, like um, uh, other people have said. We need to stop using food as rewards. We need to start seeing food as fuel. We need to do meal prep and planning. We need to understand how to deal with our hunger. We need to write down everything we eat as a start, and then we can start to make lifestyle changes. We talked about this to death. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore. And the number one resolution, it probably won't be surprising, is that, that people have is to exercise more. We've talked about this. What are the obstacles people have to exercising more? It's a battle with the mind. I don't have enough time. We need to do it enough to make it a habit. We need to get into the routine. We need to understand that exercising is something we get to do, not something we have to do. We need to start easy and do something every day. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore. We've talked about it a bunch about the health, about the health benefits of exercise. So, now that we've had this, that might, these might not have been any one of your goals, okay? I understand that. But I do think it was beneficial to go through this exercise because what are your goals? Well, guess what? I think these same things will be the obstacles to your goal. I think it, some of your goals will be an information problem. I think some of your goals, it will be purely a mental thing. I think some of your goals, it will be that, wait, I need to understand that I am a soul trapped in a human body. And once I realize that, I will get to where I'm going. So questions or comments about anything we talked about today?
this was a very good discussion so thank you so much for bringing up the topics no problem glad to have done it thank you so much for your time this week i really appreciate that thank you thank you thank you